0: in the How Did You Hear About Podco section of the application. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mixed Tag. It's your man, Jared Watson here. And guess what? We're back. We're back together. The band's back. Everybody's back. I'm with the Wrestling Encyclopedia and three time, three time, wait for it, three time, we got the click going over here, Indian Leg Wrestling Champion, Mr. Keith White. Keith, how's it feel to be back with the one and only Cowboy, Jared Watson?
1: It feels fantastic. It feels about as good as it felt today when I had some Popeyes after watching my DVR'd uh, AEW Dynamite and DVR'd AEW Evolution pay-per-view preview. I was all AEW today, and they just showed nothing but food commercials, and your boy told you I got hungry. So before I showed up here, had a little chicken sandwich, a little Cajun fries, a little sweet tea.
0: Oh, we all know that Popeye Sweet Tea is banging. Yes. Uh, you, you gave in, Keith. I'm a little upset you gave in to the, to the cravings. but uh, uh, and, and going back to the AEW thing, uh, you heard Keith say he DVR'd it. That's because he's old. Like, he doesn't stay up to watch AEW on Wednesday nights. He leaves your boy alone and just lets me dig in. And I'm like, Keith, you have to watch Dynamite because it's that good and that entertaining every week. Am I right about that, Keith, or am I a little off?
1: No, you're correct on all accounts. I am old. Uh, I would prefer the term seasoned veteran. Uh, but, you know, you call me what you need to. Uh, but the thing is, today, man, you know, we're, we're going to skip our good, bad Dynamite. We're going to skip our good, bad Major League, even though Dynamite was pretty awesome. It was a good go-home show. But we have to skip that. And why is that, Jared?
0: That is because we have a stacked a e w revolution preview episode that's going to begin right now we're going to go through all the matches give you all the details you need to know for the upcoming pay-per-view that is going to happen this sunday keith let's let the tag gang listen this sunday march 7th 2021 now, the start time for this event is at 7 p.m., which is going to be the first hour is going to be the buy-in. Uh, that's going to be on YouTube. That's going to be for free. You can go watch it on AEW's YouTube channel. But the main show starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, you can order that on traditional pay-per-view, which will cost about $60. And it will also be streamed on BR Live, and it will be streamed for $50. Um I know I'm going to watch. I don't know about the tag gang, but I know I am. Um, but, Keith, we have a stacked card to get to, so we should really get into it because we're going to go over every single match, and then at the end, we're going to give some juicy predictions um, later on in the show. So let's start with the buy-in match that is scheduled. Uh, it's a tag team match, a uh, women's tag team match uh, between Rio and Thunder Rosa teaming up, and they're going to face Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and, of course, Reba alongside her. Um, Keith, initial thoughts for this match for you, and then I'll kind of go in after.
1: I I like the idea. I got to first say off the bat, man, and I might say it a few times. AEW has done a fantastic job with the buildup to these pay-per-views. They really have. I mean, and part of it is because they only have four a year, but they do a fantastic job, an old-school job, about making sure that, every pay-per-view match matters. And this is no exception. You know that Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker have had quite the, uh, you know, the, the heat going on. So I'm looking forward to this. It's a great way to, to, you know, to start the show uh, with the buy-in. It keeps them relevant. Yeah, they're not on the main card. Uh, We've talked about that. We've, we've given our thoughts about the AEW women's, um, you know, division and how they kind of do them dirty sometimes, but everyone's got to have an opening match. And I think this is going to be a good one. I love seeing Thunder Rosa on TV and and this is going to be nice to have her back.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree with you, Keith. Um, I think this match is perfect for the buy-in. You get to see two of your biggest uh, female competitors in AEW with Doctor Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, but we're also getting to see a little bit more Rio. And some of us forgot, Keith. Rio was the first ever AEW Women's Champion, and she just did return in the AEW uh, Women's Championship Qualifying Tournament um, just a, a few weeks ago, and and she looked great. Um, I, I think. We're going to see a little bit of the continuation of the Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker feud, um, like you mentioned before. Um, I I, I think it's perfect for the buy-in. There's no really implications of the match and the finish of the match. Um, I I don't really know who's going to win this one, Keith, because you could make Rio look and Thunder Rosa look good, but you can also keep pushing Dr. Britt Baker. um, And maybe you can throw in Reba costing Britt the match, maybe, uh, to continue that little storyline. Who do you think is going to win? This first match on the pay per view,
1: I was, I was just gonna tell you, man. It, I think, I think that Britt Baker and Reba are gonna win, but I think there is gonna be some friction, and I am talking in the vein of million dollar man and Virgil friction, and Miz and Damian and Dow. I think that Reba, they're gonna slow build her, taking all this abuse from Britt Baker and just putting up with all of Britt Baker's mess, and then eventually Reba snaps and the crowd goes wild.
0: There You go, that's a good prediction, Keith. I like that. Starting off the, the show pretty hot there. Um, I'm gonna disagree though. I think Rio and and Thunder Rosa are gonna win this match. Uh, just think you want to build your women's division up more. Dr. Britt Baker has nothing to prove in this women's division, she's the face of the women's division. Uh, but maybe having Reba cost the match to not to make uh Britt look you know still look good. Uh, maybe have Reba get, be the one who gets pinned. Uh, maybe that'll work too but I, I think thunder rosa and rio are going are to take this match on the buy-in um, but right now as of right now that is the only match uh, on the buy-in so there might be another one uh, announced later on but as we are recording this that's the only one so what that means is we're going to the main card keith let's get into it the first match that we're going to talk about is the casino tag team battle royale here we go bear country Versus the Dark Order's Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Versus the other Dark Order members, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Versus Santana and Ortiz of the Inner Circle. Versus the Butcher and the Blade. Versus Private Party. Versus Top Flight. A lot of verses there, Keith, uh, in this match. Um, What do we think? Uh, Do you think maybe down the line that this is something uh, for just to get a view of the younger tag teams like Top Flight uh, and the newer teams like Bear Country. But, you know, uh, the Dark Order lately have been proving themselves uh, on Dynamite uh, each week. So maybe this is a time that they get a push and maybe try to get a spot to fight for the World Tag Team Championships. What do you think?
1: Is the is the, the winner of this going to get that Tag Team Championship shot?
0: I, I believe so. Um, I can't confirm that, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's that's the stipulation, yeah.
1: Well, then I'm going to go ahead and ruin something. Uh, But uh, I'm thinking that Santana Ortiz might win this to set up something later down the line. We'll talk about that later.
0: There you go. I I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Keith, I wanted to go with the Dark Order on this one, uh, specifically Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Um, I want to see the Dark Order get pushed a little bit more we we've know we've mentioned this on the show before we thought the dark order was being misused for a long time. Um, and Keith wasn't notably and, you know, admittedly not excited about the dark order for a little while. Um, but I watch them every week on BTE on AEW's uh, YouTube show. They are as funny as can be They're They're my favorite part of BTE. And we don't get to see that a lot on dynamite each week. That goofiness that they bring. But they are good competitors. I don't see Evil and Stu Grayson getting that type of push right now. Alex Reynolds and John Silver are the main team for the Dark Order. I wanted to pick them. But but like you said, Keith, <sighs> Santana Ortiz, they need this right now. Uh, they should have been in the tag team title mix a long time ago uh, in this company. And I think that they're finally going to be able to get it done. Um in this match um, so there's my prediction I'm going with Santana Ortiz, and so is Keith uh, any more thoughts on this match Keith before we move on
1: I would love to see a private party or especially I would love to see top flight take this I'm really high on top flight no pun intended um, but I just feel like it's I, I didn't you you laugh you laughed Jared. I didn't mean it okay I didn't mean the pun um, but it, it's and you talked about the dark order right the dark order you can have comedy in wrestling. You can have enjoyable tag teams who maybe are fun. I mean, back in the day, you know, the WWE did it with uh, Too Cool, right? Too Cool. Mm-hmm. And then and then Rikishi jumping in, you know, that's me, you know, all that stuff. And then start dancing and you see Rikishi's big old buns with him asking for us to do $750 to have him jump on our podcast. No, thank you, sir.
0: Oh, a little shot of Rikishi there. I like it. E. But I get yeah. what you're saying though Keith, yeah, I, I definitely I think this is a good opportunity, like I said before, for the younger teams like private party and and top flight, to really show what they can do because i I told you earlier, and like you said, I'm big on top flight as well. I think they're going to be future champions, uh, but they're super young, they're only 21 and 19 years old, so um interesting to see this match they and don't I'm, have to don't... win to get no go ahead,
1: they don't have to win to get over, Jared they don't have to yeah. win to get no. over.
0: No, exactly. And that's the perfect uh thing for them right now because I don't think they're there quite yet, but they're gonna make a name from themselves uh in this match. Uh and it's good to see. So now that that's out of the way. We have a couple more tag team matches to talk about. Uh the first one being Miro and Kip Sabian versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. We all know Freshly Squeezed is one of my favorites in AEW. Um Keith, this you know, this rivalry's mm-hmm. been going on for A month or two now, um, Kip Sabian had his wedding with my lovely Penelope Ford, uh, which I'm still upset about, by the way. uh, But we're not going to get into that. Um, Of course, Chuck was forced to be the so-called butler for Miro and Kip Sabian and for their wedding. Orange Cassidy came in from the cake and saved the day. Um, Interesting match here. um, And, you know, it's kind of hard, Keith, because – Orange Cassidy was on top of the world for a little while. He was main eventing pay per views. He had to kind of move down because of the loss of Trent and uh, in his injury that's keeping him out for a couple months. Um, what do we think of this match here?
1: Well, the good thing it is, it has the built-in animosity, especially with you know Chuck Taylor having to be the butler and enduring some humiliation. Uh, and this has been a long, slow burn. It feels like man, uh, ever, ever what over some video games, if I'm not mistaken. Remember that, right? Yeah, wasn't it? I remember. Right? Uh, yeah, back with is, Trent. You
0: know,
1: yeah. Yeah, this has been a long-standing feud. Maybe this is the blow off. Maybe this is where we get to move on. Uh, you know, Rocky the Luchador Wonderdog uh is 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 tired of it. Uh, you know, he wants he wants them to move on. I, I want to see Miro make the next step, man, make the next jump. I know there's a lot of controversy, you know, they as they, they say AW, AW uh hasn't used him properly. Well, you got to use him somewhere and you can't always just start guys off. They started off Brian Cage super hot, you know, with that, with that AEW championship. And then they brought him back down. Sometimes you just got to put guys in the middle and let them build up. And I think that they've done that with Miro, but I think now it's time for Miro to, to do something to, you know, to, to see what he can do.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, A lot of people are not happy with the way that Miro has been used in, in AEW. Um, He's been kind of that mid Carter uh first match of the night kind of guy, get it out of the way. His character hasn't really developed very much. He's the best man, but what does that mean? You know what I mean? Um it, it's it's hard to tell with him right now. And I think, like you said, Keith, I think this is a good match for them to move on with this, you know, storyline, this rivalry going on. Uh have Miro dominate the match. And throw Kip in there. I mean Kip Kip's a great athlete. I'm not I'm not giving, you know, I'm I'm not full, fully focused on Miro here. But Miro needs to be in that singles competition and I think maybe not right now, but he could vibe for that AEW World Championship. Um not with Kenny obviously because you don't want a heel and a heel together really necessarily. But that TNT Championship, Keith Darby Allen, that's the perfect way to get Miro a belt right there. Move on let Darby do his thing with Sting. This Sunday, we'll get to that match a little later. Have Miro fight for that TNT title. What do you think about that?
1: And he doesn't even have to win it, but at least he's in the picture. That's the thing. You know, he presents that new, you know, immovable object, unstoppable force challenge for Darby. My prediction for this match, my friend, uh, is that Kip Sabian will take the L to Chuck Taylor. I think Chuck Taylor gets the win against Kip Sabian. A little revenge, a little come up. I think that Miro brutalizes Orange Cassidy in this match. Uh, you know, I think that Orange Cassidy does what he does, which is those, you know, fun moves and the and the slick, uh, you know, evasive maneuvers. But I think that Miro shows some power, and uh, and and really takes it to Orange Cassidy. And, but I want my my prediction is Chuck Taylor gets a little revenge on Kip Sabian for the win.
0: Yeah, I like that too. I'm going with you. I think Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy are going to win, but I think Kip is going to take the loss here, and I think. That
1: that's what oh, you're saying. Okay, you're saying Orange Cassidy. I got you. Orange Cassidy gets the win. Yes. Kip makes the loss. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, sir.
0: No, no problem. And and, and I think what's going to happen is Miro is going to be upset over this. And I think it's going to be time for a Miro and a Kip Sabian split to get Miro into that solo act and that solo run and maybe buy for that TNT title. So, yeah, I think we're both agreeing Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor are going to bring home the win here in this tag match. Yes, uh, sir. No implications other than we're going to finish this rivalry. That's pretty much what the match is about. Um, let's move on, Keith. Let's talk about... Here we go. AEW Women's World Championship match. Hikaru Shida versus... Hopefully, I will not butcher this name. Ryo Mizunami of Japan. Uh, of course, Ryo... And not the Rio we talked about earlier. Ryo uh mizunami won the aew women's championship qualifying tournament to face hikaru shida at this paper for the aew women's t- title uh, keith it feels like we haven't seen hikaru shida in a long time i was big on her when she first got the title i thought she was the perfect representative for the title um you know two japanese-born stars fighting it out for the women's championship what do you think about this match
1: this obviously is the match with the least amount of build-up heading into the uh, pay-per-view because it happened on Wednesday. It happened on the go-home show. We finally saw who would get that Eliminator um, tournament and get the win and, and get the match. So they have no development for this except for what they've done with Rio in the um, the tournament itself. I'm fine with it, um, but at the same time, like you said, you know, you got— you got one star that people know one star that people don't know they're going to go ahead and, and fight it out uh they got the japanese style which is fantastic not knocking it uh my issue is on wednesday you saw shida and um and rio you know shake hands and then kind of like slug each other and uh shida got the best of her she was down on her ass and she'd have just held the belt up. If that doesn't say dominance, <laughs> you know, if that doesn't already bury your challenger on the go home show, I don't know what does.
0: Yeah. It was a little awkward there at uh, watching that Keith, because they were just like, I mean, forearms to the face, like back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden she would knocks Rio on her, on her behind, basically knocks her out and holds the title up. And I'm, I'm like, well, how did this build Rio? real, up you know what i mean like how is this getting her that that recognition that she deserves after winning this tournament
1: especially because she was using those same forearm shots against nyla rose mm-hmm. who is much bigger and stronger and powerful than Sheeta, and she was taking it right to her so how does what are you doing there you're you're saying oh this move worked against nyla rose but it doesn't work against Sheeta. we need the announced team to say maybe it's because she's not fresh maybe she's exhausted do something help us out there
0: Yeah, let's not not get, you know, too far ahead because Ryo Mizunami beat Nyla Rose, who could be the most dominant women's competitor in AEW to get this title match. So she, uh, you know, she's no push off. I mean, she could really put up a fight for Sheeta here. Um, Predictions on this, I'm going to go with Sheeta. I just, I can't see the title changing uh, at this point in time. Um, And if you're going to give the title to somebody, you want to give it to one of your homegrown AEW talents, uh, like maybe a Doctor Britt Baker, uh, or maybe a Chris Statlander down the line. Um, this is a good chance, though, for the world to see who Rio Mizunami is. You know, get to see it because she's she's like well, like we said, she's fighting in Japan. So I think Sheeta retains here.
1: I think Sheeta retains here. I think that I'm going to go ahead and do some long term booking. She to retains so she can lose to Dr. Britt Baker and then we can finally get that Dr. Britt Baker Thunder Rosa World Championship match that we deserve where Thunder Rosa takes that belt. I did it. I did it, Jared. I booked. I, I love it. I've always
0: liked you as a booker, Keith. I'm just going to say that right now.
1: <laughs> just not yeah. as a person.
0: <laughs> he doesn't like
1: me as a person, but he loves me as a
0: booker. Hey, 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 hey. No. Not true. Not true. We're making assumptions here. But no, no, no. I agree with you, Keith. I think Dr. Britt Baker needs to have that women's title sooner rather than later. And what better way to do that is uh, than to fight Shida, uh, who's been a good, a very good AEW women's champ uh, during her reign. But I just can't see real Mizunami beating her Shida this uh this sunday at revolution but we're both going with sheeta Sheeta retaining here uh next match here includes keith my favorite AEW star and that is my boy hangman adam page he's taking on one of my childhood favorites matt hardy in the big money match uh where the winner gets 100 of the quarterly earnings of the other uh superstars so a lot on the line here, Keith. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this match because, you know, Big Money Matt's been trying to get Hangman to come over uh, and, and have Matt manage him, but Hangman's not having it. So what do, what do we think here?
1: This is a great way to, you know, they broke up Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page as a tag team. Everyone thought that Adam Page would flounder, but I think this is a great way. Maybe he's not in the championship picture at the time, but I think this is a great feud to have him get over on Matt Hardy. I'm going to go ahead and just tell you right now, that's my prediction, is that Hangman Adam Page wins because it's a good move. And, I, and once again, Matt Hardy reinvents himself and reinvents himself into a prick. I love it. You know, he he's money hungry. He's greedy. They did a great job also telling this story over the last few weeks, you know, about Matt trying to get over on Adam Page and Adam Page kind of turning the tables on him a little bit. Uh, you know, and they, boy, did they get away with some, they got away with some words on TNT that we don't even see on this podcast. So <laughs> I was impressed, man. I, I like the build up to this match and, um, and I think both guys can still work, uh, you know, and so I'm looking forward to hangman Adam Page in his solo singles coming out party. You know, he, we had to remember he was the first guy to ever challenge or first guy to ever go for the aw world heavyweight championship it was him and it was chris jericho to determine who was the first one yeah. so he was he was the main event player originally yeah. and you know and people forget that so i'm looking forward to this kind of being a uh a resurgence for adam page for sure your boy your boy
0: that's right my your boy, boy Jared. I, I love hangman adam page he's super cool i keith i think he has one of the best finishers in all of wrestling with the buckshot lariat i mean the athleticism, the power he brings, he's just a perfect all-around superstar. Um, and we're, we're going to throw a little hint in right here. Uh, later uh, on, maybe next month, we're going to be throwing in an AEW draft that we're going to do. And we might bring on somebody special. Just saying, we might bring somebody special. Um, and if I get lucky enough to get the first pick or if he's still on the board, i take a Hangman out of page number one overall. Um, I think I'm that confident in him um, because I, I just think he's a young up and rising star who needs to fight for that AEW World Championship. And I would love to see a match between him and Kenny Omega for that title. I think that might be where they're going next um, after. But we'll get, we'll get to that a little later. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think Hangman's going to win. Uh, Keith, do you, want, do you want to say something before I go on?
1: No, I was just saying, you go, boy. You go. You <laughs> go. Listen to you. Yeah. listen to you with your confidence, your swagger.
0: <laughs> no, no, and I, and I just I just have that feeling like like you said Keith, it's time for Hangman to take that next step. I mean, he has that thing with the dark order going on right now, uh where they're they're all buddy buddies and that's fine. You can have that. But have Hangman have that solo run for that AEW World Title down the line. Get a big win this Sunday over big money Matt Hardy. And Keith, can you imagine the reaction that Matt Hardy will have if he does lose this match, uh, how big money Matt's going to be broke money, Matt. I mean, like, come on, that that would be so cool to see how his character will evolve again, because remember he's getting money from private party still, apparently according to their contract that he has with them. So that, that might mean he's out with private party too. So uh, I would like to see a broke Matt Hardy just to see how that would, would uh, come about. But, yeah, Hangman. Hangman's going to win this match. He
1: goes from... Jerry, that's awesome. He goes from broken Matt Hardy to just broke Matt Hardy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Can I just say, Matt Hardy is one of the most durable and versatile wrestlers in the world. Because you can have him do anything. You can, he, can, he can do the broken gimmick. He can do um, Matt Hardy version one. He can do Team Extreme Matt. He can do Big Money Matt. I mean guy's super versatile
1: you know the other guy in aw who does who has done that is jericho it's jericho and hardy who have been Mm -hmm. those guys that just like you know you you may not know who this is because you're so young but there was once a pop star named madonna uh you know madonna is her name jared i think i have
0: a good idea who madonna is keith just saying and
1: she and she used to reinvent herself constantly so you know there's your little comparison
0: so matt hardy Um, is the madonna of wrestling. Yes. There you go. There's a comp from the wrestling encyclopedia. Matt Hardy is the Madonna of wrestling. But yes, Keith, we're both going with my boy, Hangman Adam Page, getting ready to do some cowboy shit as we move on to our next match here on the card. We're about halfway through, Keith. We're rolling through these. Let's keep it going. AEW World Tag Team Championship match between the champions, the Young Bucks, who I think are the best tag team in wrestling right now taking on the two best heels in the company and maybe in wrestling right now, Chris Jericho and MJF who Keith is better than you and you know it. Um, So what do we think about this Keith? Because this rivalry just got heated just this past episode of dynamite.
1: I mean, when you take a man's father, uh, you know, two brothers, father, And you bloody him and you smash it. By the way, that was one of the most effective backstage segments I've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. Just the way that Chris Jericho and MJF explained that, you know, it wasn't overly dramatic. It wasn't, um, you know, WWE is notorious for doing some backstage stuff that's over the top. It was just enough, uh, you know, smartass and just enough vicious. Those two guys strike a balance, man, and and credit to uh, credit to the young buck's dad for selling like he did. You know, it was just it was cool, uh, you know. And by the way, man, this is going to this is my prediction. This is going to be the show stopping match. This is going to be the show stealing match of the night. That's my prediction.
0: Okay, got you. Um, so let, let's get into it a little bit here because, like you said, uh, Jericho and MJF. Attacked Papa Buck two weeks ago on Dynamite. This past week on Dynamite, the episode that just aired yesterday, as we're recording this, um, Jericho and MJF at the town hall meeting in the middle of the ring, and we're basically saying that Papa Buck was the one who instigated the whole thing, <laughs> and that's why they beat Papa Buck up to a pulp. Uh, so, can you get more heelish than that? Right. I mean, you get the two best guys on the mic in the company. Yeah, it was one team who are vying for these AEW World Tag Team titles against the best tag team in wrestling. This is going to be a fantastic match and one that I think people are sleeping on and I'm glad they built that up this past Wednesday with that that promo you bring in people like Eric Bischoff asking questions, Conrad Thompson of grilling JR was on there. Uh Keith, I'm still wondering where our invite was uh to 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 have us be roasted by MJF. I'm, I'm still wondering. Uh-
1: If we ever got roasted by MJF, I'm just stopping. That's my last podcast ever. I'm not coming back on. That is a highlight that I will just have to live with. And you can find, you know, maybe Rocky the Luchador Wonder Doll might want to do episodes with you. Good Lord knows he's running in today like a champ. Um, But Jared, yeah, how how awesome would that be? Let's just side note that real quick.
0: It would be ecstatic to be roasted by MJF. It would be electric. It would be... Awesome, and you know what, Keith? We got to talk with MJF's former partner, Richard Holiday, on the show. Uh, go listen to that episode, Tagging, if you want to to hear our interview with him. I want to get him on just to break away a little. I want to get Richard Holiday back on to talk about what the heck went down in that Caribbean Championship match, uh, with the referee scandal and everything. I want to get him back on to explain himself, uh, to the Tag Gang. So Richard, if you're listening, uh, come back on and explain yourself. I know you say nothing happened and your father slash lawyer is dealing with it. Um, but let's, let's hear what happened, uh, during that crazy altercation and match you had, but anyway, going back to the AEW world champion tag team championships. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I think that your prediction is a good one, but I'm going to say Keith, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say the Young Bucks retain here, and I'm going to tell you why, and it's going to be because of one man, Sammy Guevara. Sammy, of course, kicked out, or he, he didn't get kicked out. He left the inner circle uh, on purpose. He wanted to break away from the inner circle. I think and uh, Sammy's going to cost Chris Jericho and MJF the match somehow. He'll come out, and he'll get MJF all angry, and I think that's going to lead to a, an MJF slash Sammy Guevara rivalry. That we're going to see on Dynamite. And it could include Chris Jericho as well. And, and all the inner circle, of course. But I think that's what's going to happen. The Bucks are going to retain. It's going to be, like you said, a premier match of the night. I don't know if it'll be the match of the night. But I'm going to be saying that the Young Bucks retain their titles here. Because of one Sammy Guevara. What do you think?
1: So the only... So I got... It, it all depends on on how Santana or Ortiz do. If Santana Ortiz win that um, that battle royal, then I think that Chris Jericho and MJF win the titles setting up for a implosion of the inner, inner circle. Um, like, but Keith, I'm, I'm sorry to
0: interrupt, Keith, but you could do that either way. If the Young Bucks win and Santana Ortiz win the battle royal, they could say, hey, Chris, MJF, you didn't get the job done. We will get the job done and win those tag titles and have it implode that way. I mean, that could be a possibility.
1: You could do that. You could do all kinds of stuff. You could have, um, you could have them, the, I think the bucks are going to retain because of revenge for their dad. Like when you, when you get the dad all bloodied up, you know, I just don't think they're going to have their dad get beaten to a pulp and then lose, but who knows? Um, Sammy Guevara, I like your idea. It'd be kind of neat. Also, like if Sammy Guevara then almost becomes like a buck, you know, afterwards, like he becomes Mm -hmm. like, you know, part of a little stable with them or something, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm seeing the bucks. Win. By the way, I've enjoyed the bucks as tag champs. Like I feel like they've been, they've been rejuvenated. I, I and you get to actually, I, I'm, I'll be that guy. I, I enjoy the young bucks as a tag team. I think they do a great job. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, haters.
0: I, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, I agree. I, I don't see where people would hate the young bucks. I mean, oh. they're the, the most gifted tag team. In the world, I mean I, I mean, I can see people hitting the young bucks, but they're wrong. I mean, the young bucks are super talented, uh, best tag team in wrestling right now. but Keith, you're saying to wrap this this match up, you're saying that this match will depend on what happens in the battle royal, the casino battle royal
1: the the outcome I do yes. if i I personally believe that if Santana and Ortiz take the battle royal, that I believe that Chris Jericho and MJF will win the titles here. I am saying that
0: okay. There we go. I'm going with the young bucks retaining. Uh we'll see what happens cuz this is going to be a great match, no doubt. Keith, we are down to 3. 3 matches, 3 of the biggest of the night. Let's get into it right now. The face of the revolution ladder match. It's always good to have a ladder match in a pay-per-view, right? You can't go wrong with that. So the competitors in this match are Cody Rhodes, the main guy in AEW, Cody Rhodes, taking on Penta El Cerro Miedo, one half of the Lucha Brothers. Scorpio Sky, a member of SCU. Lance Archer, the Murder Hawk monster, who's been on a tear lately, these past couple weeks. And maybe the most underlooked member of the match, Max Caster. Uh, Keith... Uh, this this match is going to be good. I mean, every ladder match seems to be fun to watch, um, but there's also a mystery opponent uh, in the match. There's a mystery opponent that hasn't been announced. Until, it won't be announced till the pay per view until it happens. I'm sure it'll be the the last entrant in the match, um, of course. But people are saying, and and you know, Dave Meltzer, uh, Cam doesn't like him. Um, He's, he's all right by me. I have no issue with him, but Kim Meltzer saying pretty much that it's not going to be an AEW person. Who's the mystery opponent. It's going to be somebody outside the company, maybe a free agent. Who do you think that person could be? If you have any, you know, it's kind of hard to think right off the top of your head, but, um, and who do you think is going to win this match? Because you're going to see a little bit of every style in this match, right?
1: Okay. Yeah. So you want, you want to know who I think might be the, uh, the mystery opponent.
0: Yes, if you have one. I know it's hard to say right on the spot, but.
1: Uh, I would say, hey, I was once a member of the Dynamic Dudes, and I was also the executive vice president of Talent Relations.
0: Jared. You're, you're, you're thinking you're, uh, you're thinking who I'm thinking you're thinking, right?
1: Oh, I wish Vince was going to be there. He's so vascular. People power.
0: <laughs> you're saying John Laurinaitis is the superstar entrant the mystery man in the ladder match
1: only if you want me to be
0: <laughs> no it's more like only Vince wants him to be because then yeah. he will he will do it <laughs> no Ke- Keith does a spawn on John Laurinaitis um, and so does Bruce Prichard apparently uh, yeah, from yeah I, st-
1: from. I, st- I stole it from Bruce Prichard to be very honest <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I it's funny because I have no idea who this could be. Um yeah. and I really I really hope it's not the big show. <laughs> I really hope yeah. it's not Paul White.
0: No. No yeah, more please. BS.
1: No more BS, Jerry. No
0: more hey, no more BS. Let's prove it and not have him fight at this pay-per-view,
1: right? Uh yeah, I want Scorpio Sky to win. Uh by the way, first of all, your your Spanish is phenomenal. Uh every time you talk about Penta, you're, you're Spanish, Jerry.
0: I'm glad you think so. It's pronounced Penta el Cerro miedo.
1: Oh, do it again, yes.
0: And, and and you gotta do the Justin Roberts, uh, tongue roll for,
1: Phoenix. There you go. But uh, I'm telling, yeah, you, you're Spanish man. It's uh, muy caliente.
0: Oh, gracias, gracias, gracias. But uh, yeah, Scorpio Sky, love the pick, and I'm going to actually agree with you because i think it's that time keith i think we're both agreeing that exactly it's it's time for him to be in that mix of that either the tnt or world title picture we we had that little push of him a little while ago uh for the tnt title i think he faced cody in a tnt title match when cody held the belt um and he you know he was separating himself from seu with kazarian and um oh shit and Christopher Daniels. But
1: <laughs> the Fallen Angel, sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, the yeah, Fallen yeah, Chris, Angel. There you go. Christopher Daniels, yeah. Hey, come on, you're the wrestling encyclopedia. You have to help me out here when I'm having a brain fart.
1: Here. I was just I was shocked because you cursed and you know, it just it throws me off.
0: I guess we're gonna have to put the PT thirteen label on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, but um I have no idea who the mystery opponent is gonna be either. Um if it's if it's right by Dave Meltzer, uh if it's somebody not signed with the company already. I couldn't even tell you a list of notable free agents that could possibly show up uh, right now. Um, it, it might be from another company. Maybe, can we see maybe an MLW or an NWA sighting or, or maybe even impact bring somebody from impact to come in, right?
1: Impact makes the most sense Yeah. Um, with the relationship or new Japan. Um, but if it's new Japan, it needs to be somebody pretty darn special.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we, we, we tag Angers are, we can't tell you who that mystery opponent is going to be cause we have no idea. Um, but I think we're both agreeing, Keith, it's Scorpio time, right? Reach for the sky, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: But let's, let's, let's be fair. Penta El Cerro Miedo has had many great ladder matches in his career. Um, Cody, I believe was in a money in the bank ladder match at one point for WWE. And I think he did one of his famous backflips or something crazy. We all know what he did in the steel cage match. Lance Archer is on a roll. Let's, let's get down. He's on a roll. He could win this match too. Uh, given that height advantage. Uh, but really, let realistically Max caster. Nah, it's not, it's just not, you know, it's not happening. He needs to be, uh, in the acclaimed his tag team. Uh, and just maybe it's, it's a young guy who they're trying to show off a little bit, but, uh, we're both agreeing, Scorpius guy. Uh, there's really not much to say about a ladder match, Keith, because it's just going to be awesome to watch. You can't really predict too much outside of the winner of a ladder match. You know, crazy stuff's going to happen, right? We we can we can both agree on that. So, right. um, moving on, final two matches, and I'm you know you could argue these are the biggest matches of the of the pay per view as well. Tag team street fight, Keith, and I know Cam is going to be wetting his pants. Uh, watching this match Darby Allen and his boy Sting taking on Team Tass's Brian Cage and Ricky Starks Keith the build up for this match has been crazy long cuz we're trying to get Sting reacclimated uh in, in in wrestling in the wrestling ring he was not taking any bumps for a long time finally did a couple weeks ago with Brian Cage powerbombing him in the ring uh then he comes back to help Darby uh and everything like that uh Darby and Sting, super, super alike. Darby's the young version of Sting, pretty much. Um, What do you think – how do you think this match is going to go down? Because I think it's going to be very entertaining myself.
1: I think they're going to do a great job with the street fight element. I also think a street fight saves Sting and kind of like hides, you know, any ring rust he might have. Um, God bless the man, but when he hit Ricky Starks with that Stinger splash, there wasn't much splash. (laughs) 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 um but it's gonna it's gonna this is going to is supposed to just endorse darby allen to no end um and brian cage brian cage and ricky stars can lose a match and still come out okay i you know i don't think that that they can really they, they can bounce back they both have the charisma and brian cage has the um that it factor in terms of like his size and and just believability anything can happen so in a street fight anything can happen so if they lose it's okay but i really think this is darby allen's coming out party i think it's going to highlight the return of sting
0: yeah i think so too i agree with you um get darby that that time on camera um show why he is the tnt champion um but you signed sting for a reason right We, we want to see him in the ring um and this is that opportunity, and I think you're right, kid. I think that street fight element will help uh, have Sting, you know, not do as many crazy bumps in the ring. Let's just say he can use the weapons. He can use the baseball bat. They're going to go all around the ring, uh, all around Daly's place in Jacksonville. Uh, and they're going to show off, and, and like you said, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks are going to show why they're on Team Taz, why they're considered one of the top heel factions in the business. Um and I think Ricky Starks is going to be able to, you know, show off who he really is with along with Darby because those two are very similar in their sizes and their fighting style. Um I I I guess I'm I'm gonna go with Sting and Darby. I mean, I can't see a situation where they lose this match because one, you want to build up the return of Sting, and two, you want to have Darby Allen look good. And three, like you said, Team Taz doesn't need to win to prove that they're still Team Taz, right? Um, that's my prediction. This match is going to be crazy. It's going to be all over the place. But it's going to be cool to see Sting in a ring again. I'm going with Sting and Darby Allen to win this.
1: And I also have a prediction in the next 12 months, Ricky Starks will have won the TNT Championship at some point. That's my prediction.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, we were big on him, by the way, in NWA. Uh, before everything went down with that, so just saying. Tagging. Uh, Ricky Starks is going to be a champion in AEW. Here we go, Keith. Main event time. It is the time for the exploding barbed wire death match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship between Kenny Omega, the Cleaner, the champion, taking on John. Moxley who will do anything to get that championship back Keith we can't say much about this type of match because it's never been done before Um, we don't know how it's going to play out what what kind of things are going to be exploding is it going to be outside the ring is it going to be in the ring I think the only thing we know right now is that it's going to be a hellacious match between two of the best in the company, right? Is that we can say that.
1: Listen, um, it's, it's interesting because back in 2019 at full gear, they had John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a unsanctioned lights out match. And the word back then was that there is pretty much no chance that AEW will ever book a match as brutal as John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in an unsanctioned lights out match. So, that, and that that was from a lot of journalists, right? So now they're upping the ante with a match that Cactus Jack and Terry Funk, um, you know, really, I guess, brought to the forefront of hardcore fans in the United States back in the day. Jared, I told you, right? You know, back when there was Blockbuster Video and <laughs> and pogs and slap bracelets. You're really yeah, aging
0: yourself, Keith. Just saying. Well, I'm
1: I'm trying to tell a story here, my friend. And I'll call you my friend because I don't want to put this episode way on the on the other end of uh you know the curse words that we've been throwing at each other off the air. Um <laughs> tag gang, we are fine. This is this is what we do. Um
0: oh, yeah. we're, we're jokesters. <laughs>
1: we are. Um back in those days, Jared, of, of your uh you know, four score and seven beers ago. <laughs> We you, had
0: you, you, Abe Lincoln, now
1: <laughs> drunk Abe Lincoln.
0: <laughs> oh my god,
1: uh, we had tape trading and it was huge with the before there was the internet wrestling community, and, and even during it, there was tape trading. And one of the biggest tapes that was ever traded was the matches in Japan between Kenny Omega, uh, sorry, no, sorry, Cactus Jack, and Terry Funk. Uh, it was a big deal, no one had ever seen something like that, and those guys put themselves through hell. So I can only imagine that Moxley and Omega have to up that ante. Oh yeah. Definitely. And I can only imagine they have to up the ante from their match at full gear, which I full gear was too much for a lot of people. So yeah, in a way I'm almost concerned because fu- that match at full gear turned off a lot of fans in a way to AEW. I mean, I'm not lying here. You, you saw it on wrestling Twitter. So what is this match going to do? Is this match going to make people go, ooh, they're doing stuff that we've never seen before. This is cool. Or is it going to be like, all right, I, I got to move on again. My friend moved on from the last match. I'm moving on now. I hope that's not the case, but it's it's it, they're taking a risk. This is a risk to put this match on American soil in front of fans. Because uh, like it or not, AEW does need to attract the casual fans still. Yeah. you know, may, Maybe they say they don't have to, but. That's the whole point of being on TNT is to get some eyeballs on these guys. Mm-hmm. This match isn't exactly TNT friendly. It's wrestling pay-per-view friendly for sure. Yeah, exactly. It can be AEW friendly because of the history of these guys with New Japan. But I just don't know. I, I think it's gonna be awesome in the sense of it's gonna be brutal. If you like brutal, it's gonna be awesome.
0: Yeah. Um let's just get it out of the way. This match is not gonna be for everybody. Um if you're pretty squeamish that kind of things you, you, you might not want to watch this match um, because it's going to be brutal uh barbed wire is brutal in general but when it's exploding um yeah it just ups the ante a little bit uh renee paquette john moxley's wife said uh she would love this match if it wasn't her husband fighting in it um and that basically says it all right um so yeah if, if you're if you don't like a lot of blood. Um, a lot of really ruthless, uh, fighting, uh, quote unquote fighting. This is not your match. I'm sorry. But if you do like that kind of thing and really like to see people hurt themselves, uh, for real with exploding barbed wire and other weapons along the way for the most prestigious belt in AEW, that's, this is going to be the match for you. And, uh, but let's, let's get this out of the way. Kenny Omega and John Moxley are the two biggest stars in AEW. Uh, I think we can pretty much agree on that. Kenny Omega is on top of the world right now as the cleaner Kenny Omega. This is where he should have been all along, and we've, we've said that many times. Cam has said it countless times. And by the way, Cam is not looking forward to this match, uh, just so you know, Tag King. Um,
1: you've brought I, him up did. many times today, and you've already told us that. You got a little, little
0: Cam obsession right now, man, on this episode. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, uh, he lived in my brain rent-free, uh, and it's not a good thing. Um, I need to get... Uh, therapy um, because having him in my brain is just not good for my sanity. But anyway, Kenny's the cleaner. I think he's going to retain. I just can't. I mean, you can't stop the role Kenny's on right now uh, if you're AEW. I don't know how the Good Brothers are going to be involved, if at all. Um, They might be involved in the Young Bucks match too. Um, But – it's going to be brutal. It's going to be a heck of a main event. One that people are certainly going to be talking about either way, Keith. So I'm going with Kenny to retain the belt.
1: Kenny's going to retain. That's just it. Kenny is retaining. Um, there's there's no other way. They can't. They can't put it back on Moxie. Moxie's had a run. Moxie had a good run. But we talked about some of the ineffectiveness of his run at the same time. That It's got to be the Kenny Omega show. It has to be from now on for a while. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then we can have that dream match of mine. Former partners, Kenny Omega, taking on Hangman Adam Page for that AEW world title. Uh, I I want to see that so badly. Um, we're both agreeing Kenny Omega is going to retain in this match. Just tagging, we're, we're telling you, like we can't stress this anymore. It's going to be a brutal match, something you've never seen before in a wrestling ring. We've seen pretty death matches over the years. This is going to be different. I have a, that feeling it's going to be just crazy so just forewarning you guys if you're not into that kind of thing you might not want to watch this but we'll 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 talk about it on next week's episode uh recapping the show but keith that is the entire match card for the night but we can't end the show without our bold ass predictions it's a new little thing we're doing for these pay-per-views bold ass predictions keith i'm gonna let you go first because mine is just so juicy that it has to be the, the last thing said on the show
1: okay so we have aw we have kenny omega who made his name in new japan we have john moxley who was uh in new japan as well a champion in new japan so was kenny omega the exploding barbed wire death match is from japan so after kenny omega beats john moxley one of two things is going to happen The IWGP champion who has just unified the the World Championship and the Intercontinental Championship over there, Kota Ibushi, is going to come out and challenge Kenny Omega for the next chance at that world title. Or the Good Brothers get involved, and the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega stand tall at the end, and the real Bullet Club shows up. Oh, man. Oh,
0: wow. Keith is – I thought mine was good. Mine's going to sound sucky after that. I think the the latter would be more exciting. But Kota Ibushi, I remember seeing him in the Cruiserweight Classic for WWE. I was just blown away by this guy. I was like, where has this guy been? And he's been, like you said, in Japan where nobody really gets to see him except for now with uh, New Japan being on – what is it, Roku TV now? Yeah, man, I'm
1: um, I'm loving it. By the way, I gotta somehow get you on. You will love it. You'll love these matches, man.
0: Yeah, man, that was that was so good. Um, mine's gonna be good, but I don't know if if it's gonna be as good. But here we go. Paul White mentioned on AEW that a big Hall of Fame esque return is going to be happening. Uh, a, a a debut rather, a big Hall of Famer. Uh, where the competitor is going to, you know, be signed with AEW. Who do I think that's going to be? Well, I think it's going to be clobbering time. CM Punk will be the person signing with AEW. I think this is destined to happen. Can you imagine the things he could say on AEW Dynamite? Like about WWE, like the Young Bucks mentioned the Performance Center last night or Last night on Dynamite. Can you imagine the thing CM Punk could say if he really wanted to get something off his chest? I, I think it's the perfect opportunity and the perfect time for him to make his comeback. Whether that be in the ring or maybe just on commentary or promo-esque, I, I, I just think it's it's bound to happen. So that's my bold prediction. CM Punk to AEW, finally.
1: Jared, I love that. In fact, uh, you know, my wheels are turning because it could happen after Kenny beats Moxley, punk comes out. Oh man. And, and he says, You you're the cleaner, huh? Uh, you know, you're the bout machine. Uh, you think you're the best in the world. I'm the best in the world.
0: Oh man. Can you imagine the pop? Like if it was a full stadium of like fifty thousand people, I'd be I, I, I insane.
1: Even even it doesn't even have to be. Like just they could it could be their normal dynamite situation. And I think you, what I mean is like a a pop can be a pop, like a small amount of people can make a whole lot of noise. Um, And so I, yeah, but you're right. I mean, obviously like, you know, it would be pretty deafening, but, but it could still be a big deal. And I love that prediction. What a bold ass prediction, Jared. I love that. I
0: think Rocky agrees with me. I think he likes mine a little bit more.
1: He does. The one thing I'm going to put some cold water on your prediction though, is I don't think CM Punk is a hall of famer.
0: You don't think Campunc's a Hall of Famer?
1: Didn't didn't Big Show say a Hall of Famer is gonna show up? Or did he say yes. a Hall of Fame Caliber?
0: Call of Fame Caliber.
1: Okay, then that changes things. And of course, okay. I thought he meant he meant a Hall of Famer like already in. Then Oh Jared, no, no, no. Yeah. Jared, fantastic, fantastic bold ass prediction. I love that.
0: Um, real quick before we end the show, he there there's rumors going around and conspiracy saying that Big Show purposefully said evolution. Instead of revolution when he made the announcement, people are saying, well, who's the one person that is not really signed with WWE at the moment? Batista. Yeah. It, it could be Batista. Um, but Batista kind of put that down saying he's retired, um, which is good for him because he worked his ass off for over a decade in the company. So I I think it's CM Punk time, Keith. I really do.
1: I mean, Shaq was retired and look what happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, Shaq was awesome. I didn't think I would ever say that, but that match was awesome. And I'm sorry if you disagree, but you're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Shut up.
1: Also, I might have, if I run back the tape, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this podcast, I might have said evolution too. So uh, maybe, you know, me and Big Show, you know, we we talk, we chat, we chat on Twitter.
0: Two older guys, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just two old dudes just chopping it up.
0: (laughs) Miss saying, because remember, Keith. Uh, best Friends was Private Party for a long time. So let's not forget that either. I
1: did, I did say that. Uh, Big Show would remember Blockbuster too, and he would remember Pogs and tape trading. So, you know, I, I've I got a special kinship with, uh, with Mr. Paul White. And, you know, we have the last same, same last name, just, yeah. way, just way different spellings. But
0: yeah, still though. And I think Big Show, actually, excuse me, no more BS. Paul White will remember Captain Insano as well. Just saying. Can, we,
1: can we just start calling him Captain Insano? I don't like Paul White. Can we just start calling him Captain Insano?
0: I, I think that's in order. I think we, we can make that happen.
1: Right now. Mark it.
0: All right. There you have it. All right, Tag Gang. That was our AEW Revolution preview episode. Do you agree with our predictions? If so, let us know and feel free to share this episode all over social media. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You already know Keith's running the Twitter. Although I might try to run it a little bit uh, during the pay-per-view because I know Keith's cheap ass will not be buying the pay-per-view. And I will have to fill him in with everything. Uh, That's a shot at Keith right there. Uh, You heard it from me. But uh, no, please follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, And you can email us at mixtagshow at gmail.com for any comments, questions, concerns you might have about the show. Um, I'm not even going to let Keith talk anymore. Uh, from the Wrestling Encyclopedia, three-time, three-time, three-time Indian Lake Wrestling Champion and the Cheapskate, Mr. Keith Bite. I'm the cowboy, Jared Watson. We are out. I hate you. Hello, everybody, and a welcome to another episode of Mixed Tag. It's your man, the Cowboy, Jared Watson. I'm alongside the Wrestling Encyclopedia uh, and three-time, three-time, three-time Indian Leg Wrestling Champion, and also Mr. John Laurinaitis himself, Keith White. Keith, how's it going?
1: Hey, Jared, your hair is looking so good today, and you're so vascular.
0: Oh, my God. Hey, uh, Mr. McMahon is not in the room, Keith. Uh, we, we didn't need to hear all that. <laughs>
1: Vince, is that you?
0: We all know Johnny and Vince's relationship, uh, but Keith, how's it going, man?
1: Can I be part of your Kiss My Ass Club?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that did me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
0: everybody. Hello, everybody and you're listening
1: hello everybody and welcome back to mixtag it's me jared watson i've been gone for a long time
0: hey hey hey, hey, hey. don't 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 interrupt me when i'm doing the intro what do you think (laughs) you're doing i give you all the praise in the world as the three-time indie leg wrestling
1: champion you do you do but you've been gone for so long because you're nothing but a college boy
0: a college Uh, boy and guess what you are guess what you are the three-time indie leg wrestling champion himself and the wrestling encyclopedia
1: and the reactor of NWA. Yeah. Yeah, good good stuff. Here we go.